Uh, that's stuff going around the state. Now on the national scale, it's a whole different story. That's where I bring in Jason Mollica. Started Fox Radio over 20 years ago. Does a great job regarding public relations. One of the great universities in this country, American U. Mr. Mollica, nice enough to give us a couple of minutes here on a Wednesday morning. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm feeling a little more comfortable, Jason, the fact that little green men might be responsible uh, for the uh, objects that uh, have been shot down over the last week or so. Uh, but then again, you know, I, I everything that uh, that Miss uh, Jean Pierre says out of the uh, press room, uh, I, I take that uh, as gospel. So you know, she kind of she kind of made me sleep a little better last night. She kind of accentuated. No, it is they're not uh, extraterrestrial, so to speak. So I'm feeling a, a little bit better this morning, sir. How about you? Well, I mean, I, the way I look at it is if we're going to, if they're not green men, then I, I'm okay. I mean, as long as we don't see people, you know, little, uh, you know, ETs dropping out of uh, just the, the balloons or whatever they are, then, hey, I'm okay with it. <laughs> okay, as long as you're okay with it, I'm okay with it. But in <laughs> essence... If if the some if the Senate was briefed over the last couple of days on these objects that were shot down, and they feel comfortable regarding the information uh, as far as declassification and everything else to the American people, well, why isn't this administration coming forward, being forthright as far as saying, here, let me set the record straight. Bad enough, we didn't get the interview. On Super Bowl Sunday and everything else, that's a whole nother story. I thought for sure Monday we'd get something, nothing in the last couple. Why isn't the administration being forthright here? Well, I think there are, there's a few things. Number one, I think they're, they're trying to play the political game, obviously. I think the longer that, that this plays out, the, the worse it looks. I mean, I think it looks worse for China from that perspective. But I also think the U.S. knows that they're trying to they're going to be going into, um, you know, they're going to be I know that there's a security conference in Germany that's going to be happening. I'm sure over these next few days, the U.S. doesn't necessarily want to escalate anything. So that way it it makes those negotiations or those meetings seem a little more uncomfortable. So I'm sure that there's that on the other side of things. I'm. I'm fairly certain from what I've been reading is that the last few have not been uh, on the level of the initial balloon that was found uh, over the United States or uncovered over the United States. So I'm while I I'm always under the the thought process that, look, if something is not what they what is is rumored to be come out, refute it. But I also think the more that this plays out in the media and even at the White House, it just takes away from the overall, you know, kind of focus, which is if, if this is if it's just one or two. Yes, it's a concern. But if it starts to be something where everything in the air looks to be you know, potentially a balloon, then the White House is going to have to address every single issue that happens. And I and I don't think they necessarily want to do that. So in a lot of ways, it would be best that they just kind of nipped it in the bud and said, OK, this is what we have. This is what we're this is what's going on. Everything that, that even every time a jet is scrambled, it doesn't mean that it is a, a balloon or it's something, you know, involved in uh, espionage. So, but the problem is now is that even the American public, I mean, we're joking around about it, obviously saying that, you know, there's 
you know, it could be aliens, it could be UFOs or whatever. But the bottom line is that the at least two of them, or at least one of them we know, was definitely from China, even if China says it was a weather balloon. We know that there was some monitoring capability on board of that. And I think the White House wants to keep it to what is actually, what are the real facts, which is we know the ones that are that were used potentially for spying, and the others may not have even been, uh, from what I've been reading, like I said, that uh, if they're not even part of that. It's not even considered a, a spy. It could have been more, it could have actually been either weather or just some other balloon that, you know, floated this way from, uh, from China. So I, I do agree, though, that it would be nice to hear from the White House that there is, you know, there's some definitive answer as to what's going on. But I also think they don't want to necessarily have this be a topic every single day where it takes away from, obviously, the political side of things, which is that security conference, which is uh, set to be held uh, this week in Germany. Jason Monica Willis, but nonetheless, I think it's underlining even more a situation regarding the administration, and that as far as a re-election possibility in 2024. I, listen, I've never thought it was going to happen. I still do not think uh, he will run, and I think not only the last couple of weeks, Jason, have been put in play here regarding these objects, the balloon and everything else taken down off the coast of South Carolina, but really it's about, you know, it's it's not about the border, although to me that's still topic number one as far as 2024 is concerned with all that's going on there. We can talk about that in a few. But I think it's about these documents, you know, the materials that have been sitting in the offices of the president, homes of the president. Uh, I think that has put a lot of mindset in question regarding Democrats in the fact of a new number that I saw this morning that 12 percent a new poll that came out, North Poll, NRC poll that came out yesterday, found 12% of Democrats want Joe Biden to leave their party. That is unbelievable to me. I mean, I mean, he's he's been allowed to avoid any of these other questioning involved here. He's done no interviews, answering questions uh, sporadically. Uh, he's taken a million days vacation. He's only had a handful of press conferences. Uh, you know what? Uh, I think right now there's some serious questions regarding him running in 2024. Well, I think overall, when it comes to Biden, I you know, do I am I leading that leaning right now that he will probably run? Yes. Do I think it's a, a slam dunk? Absolutely not. I think there's enough. I think there's enough there to to kind of there's leave a little bit of wiggle room for doubt um there's again there's always the possibility that he you know that he decides that you know what uh, i don't want to run or even if he has said he intends to run there's always again there's always those phrases that could you know make he could easily turn around and then say well you know what i I said I intended to run, but I, you know, I don't feel like it would be the appropriate time now to do so. Whatever, um, but I, I would also, I would also sort of, when I look at the whole document thing, and we can obviously you mentioned we'll bring that up as well, or even border security will bring it up as well. The the issue about the poll, and the one thing that I always, I'm always, at, I take pause with when it comes to polls is it's so. This is with any poll in general. 
it's 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 very it's a snap poll. We're we're they're, you know, we're polling or they're polling you know prospective voters or you know even if it is Democrats and yeah, twelve percent isn't a you know isn't a number you know someone should say that um, you know oh it's not alarming. I think anytime you're getting above ten percent of of a potential voting party that he sh- that's saying he should leave, uh, you know that's that's to be of a concern. But I also think if you look at it, you could look at it from another way, saying well there's you know, 80 somewhat or, you know, 70 plus percent that believe he's fine for the party. And again, that's not to say that people in the Democratic Party aren't unhappy with President Biden or the Biden administration. It just means that there's a there's a small segment of them that believe that, you know, Biden should be because he's not, you know, they're not labeling him Democrats. And I'm sure in a lot of ways that can be the ultra liberal liberal side of the party. And those are the people that in many ways may feel that if that, you know, even when Biden was running for president, that people thought that, you know, Bernie Sanders would have a better chance at defeating Trump when it was shown twice that he didn't. So I, I think when it comes to those type of polls, there's there's a good reason to have pause. It's something that we should keep in mind. But I don't think it's something that is that sort of raises the alarm bell uh, in the Democratic Party that says we ought to be very concerned moving forward here. President Biden decides that he is in, you know, going full bore, going to run, that we're going to have a large percentage of the party that doesn't support him, therefore risking that we would lose even if, you know, even if there was a Democrat uh, that was potentially could, you know, step in or, or run if it wasn't going to be uh, the president. So I, I think, again, when it comes to polls, I think that's the one thing I look at as far as it comes to the the administration being a, a little more upfront. I again, I have no issue with president speaking. Uh, you know, being being out in front of the camera. Um, I think we've seen it a, enough times over the last. I would say, you know, through the through the Obama administration, even the Trump administration, and now into Biden. You know, there's a there's a lot of media availability. But I and this isn't to make any excuses for the administration. But I think that a lot of times there are we have become as a society so um, that we have we have wanted these sort of um, press events to happen more often than they should. And, yes, we want to hear from the president. We want to be able to hear from you know what he thinks and what he feels and even from other me- members of the administration. But because there are so many outlets now, because we're taking, you know, the White House press briefing is now publicized, you know, is now televised more often than not um, we see we have a lot more access to uh communications from you know from what the white house whether it is the president or it's something someone involved in the white house so this isn't to excuse the president from not being in front of the american public often it's more to say that i understand at times why the president doesn't come and speak every other week or every three weeks or whatever um I think it is important for us to hear from him. I think it would. I think it's best when there is something that needs to definitely be addressed that the president comes forward and says, "I'm speaking on again." Like if it's something about the spot, you know, potential espionage with China. Sure, I can understand that. If it's a national crisis, absolutely. Um, you know, and I think in those sort of things, if it's, even if it's about him talking, if he were to address the American people about these documents, then that would mean every president that has been found to have, you know, in a sense, you know, classified or formally classified documents or some sort of documents that were 
uh, intended to be part of the archives in their residence, then, uh, then sure, I think that should be talked about. But I think in a lot of ways, we end up as a society wanting to hear from the president every day. And just like we hear from members of Congress or members of our local governments, uh, often it's just it's a different I think it's a different ball of wax when it comes to the president. I think that's where if he needs to speak and he should speak and it's about something that's of utmost importance, that's when we should be hearing from him. I, I think this is of the utmost importance. I agree with you. Social media has contributed the want as far as information because there's so much misinformation out there. And I go back to the days of the virus and whatnot and the vaccine. Lots of misinformation contributing uh, to the havoc that it kind of played out there. But the president, to me, has an obligation because, you know, you go back to the days of Eisenhower and founding NORAD back in the, what, the late 50s, was it? We never had to shoot down anything over our land, our skies. Right. All of a sudden, now we've shot down four of these objects, including this Chinese spy balloon. And, uh, and quite frankly, I think there's an obligation for the leader of the free world to make a statement here. He had an opportunity before a Super Bowl audience. He passed on that. That was a disgrace in my estimation. Listen, not every network is going to align with a president, but a president has to put all that aside and make a statement. He hasn't done anything. And now you get this stuff with a laptop and Hunter Biden. That's raising serious questions here. Uh, uh, and really, almost every major news organization now is certified as real evidence uh, regarding the Biden laptop, the Hunter Biden laptop here. So, you know, that. listen, the, the walls are closing in here. And as he continues his non-transparency ways, these are questions that are going to come about. And that's why I think you have a lot of Democrats right now, Jason, that are sounding off here saying, you know what, a minute. Uh, I, I don't know if I could fully commit to this guy. And even, you know, guys like Dick Blumenthal yesterday say, hey, president needs to come out. A lot of Democrats saying yesterday that he needs to come out and, and full disclosure here. Uh, make a statement. Get before the cameras. You know, don't don't pump your chest regarding inflation 6.4 from 6.5. You know, make a statement to the American people. I think he has an obligation to do it. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, I think any time you can ha- you can get in front of the media and ma- and discuss something that will be you know that would maybe you know kind of make people feel more comfortable. Again, we're, when, if it's about the spy balloon, sure, okay. It, it I think we've heard we've heard a lot about that. We've we've heard a lot of you know conjecture, but we've also heard you know, from, you know, the right people in some ways that, hey, you know, this this is what it was. You know, from from a perspective of the laptop, and, you know, again, I'm not, I don't want to harp on, I'm not trying to avoid that in any way. Uh, but I think in a lot of ways, too, the White House is also trying to make sure that it, they are carefully addressing that in a way that will be, that they're addressing the actual facts. And again, should that be something that the president eventually does, you know, if he needs to address it? Absolutely. I, I, there's no doubt in my mind. I think that, and there shouldn't be any doubt in any American's mind that if it is something that is uncovered by, you know, authorities, that there are, obviously, we've, you know, we've seen plenty of 
you know, uh, news in, in publications about what it has, what it, what it, what it purports to have, you know, how, you know, how Republicans feel about these things and how some Democrats feel as well. Um, I, I do believe in a lot of ways that it's important that the president at the appropriate time, when it is, when it, we can actually have a definitive, when there are definitive answers as to, okay, Mr. President, what was on that? How does it pertain to your president? That's when he needs to address it. And that's when the American people should have all the facts. Until then, I think we have a lot, and unfortunately, we have a lot of back and forth, and it is politically aligned in a way that is saying, oh, well, it definitely has this, you know, Hunter Biden should be brought in, he should be arrested, he should be... The, the bottom line, from, from my perspective, at least as I look at this, is let's make sure that everything has been vetted, secured, and we can undeniably say, or a, a, a court or whomever is investing can undeniably say, this is what was on that laptop. This is what Hunter Biden may be guilty, may not be guilty of. And when that time comes, then the president needs to address it, and say, especially if it, it involved him directly, whether he was president or not, even as vice president, it needs to be addressed. And that's something that would be, in my opinion, very, it should be very transparent. And if that's the case, then then we can start to say, okay, the president was guilty of this or he's not guilty. And then they move on again. It it sounds very simplistic in that way. It's obviously very complicated. But I think in a lot of ways, what's important for the American people to to figure out here, too, is how does this the the laptop potentially? How does this affect what we are doing on a day to day basis in this country? How is it going to affect, as we mentioned earlier, border security? How does it affect? Um, you know, rising costs. How does it potentially inflation? How does this all play into that? And and that's the I think that's the more those are the more important topics of what we're looking at right now. And like, again, as we mentioned earlier, border security is one of the top things that has been on the mind of both Democrats and Republicans as of you know as of the State of the Union too, as we noticed. No question, Jason Molligan with us. I got a, a, just a couple of minutes, uh, Jason. Uh, give me your thoughts here. Nikki Haley made it official uh, entering the Republican presidential race. You know, I think it's going to open up the floodgates. You know, Pompeo, DeSantis, eventually DeSantis uh, will run others as well. Um, my fear is that you are going to get such a crowded field. Uh, Donald Trump kind of awaits first guy to enter the race, and declare, I should say. Uh, and a lot of people are saying, you know what, we need some new blood in here. I don't know if Trump's the answer. My fear is just that. Uh, it just might lead the way, splintering somewhat the party, uh, and here comes Trump from the rear. Do you get a sense of that here? Do you get a sense with Haley and many others throwing their hats in the ring that could happen? Well, I think we saw this. I remember with the Democrats too, when it was came time to run. I mean, you see, all you had a you know, whole there was a, a huge pool of Democratic candidates, and it, it there. You know, I at that time I remember saying, you know, how do you how do you end up trying to decide between some of these some of these candidates who many view, were viewed as you know potential favorites, or even those that would be um, you know it could either be part of a, uh, a potential administration at some point. I, I think when it comes to the GOP field, Nikki Haley was a little bit of a surprise because she had said she wouldn't challenge potentially uh, President Trump or former President Trump now, and she decided to do an about-face. I, 
I think it will. We'll start to see a, a number of more, number of geo, members of the GOP to come out and and run. Um, I, I whether you know it it opens the floodgates. I, I don't think it's going to be something where we're seeing an immediate. Um, you know, tomorrow there's going to be a number in announcements, or someone's going to pop up on Twitter again and say they're going to uh, they're going to run. But I think it does in a lot of ways. Um, you know, kind of signal to the GOP that, okay, you know, it's time for us to start making, I don't mean to say waves, but, you know, making some noise about, all right, I'm going to run, this person's going to run. So I think Nikki Haley doing so does signal to the GOP that, okay, the time has come, we need to start, um, you know, letting the the Democratic side at least know that this is who they may have to contend with. Um, Nikki Haley is a viable candidate. Can she potentially defeat the likes of a DeSantis. Um, you know, who knows if Larry Hogan decides to run, if he, if he will. Uh, we'll, you know, it depends on which way the party will end up going. Will they look to kind of steer away from the Trump sort of side of the party, or will they come back to being more of the, you know, from to a more, I don't know, agreeable side for Democrats that felt alienated during the Trump, I'm sorry, Republicans that felt alienated during the Trump years. So, I do think it's a it's a start. I don't know if it opens the floodgates, but I'm sure as we inch closer into the spring and then even into the summer, we're going to start seeing a number of more Republicans uh, that will decide that they're going to run and announce they'll run. I think a lot of chopping of the bit. That would include Sununu out of New Hampshire. Keep an eye on that guy. Uh, Jason, always a pleasure to have you here, get your perspective. The founder of Fox uh, News Radio, way back, folks, in 2002, does a tremendous job, one of the great colleges uh, in this country at American University regarding public relations. You stay well, my friend. Until next time, how's that?